Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. to the film vault that's it i'm brian fish very host here with avery who's going to contribute to today's top five but i hope i hope you I hope we did yes avery yes yes i did yeah, we excellent I'm nice prepped. uh top five the annual gift guide gifts for the film lover things that you can uh, stick in your stocking under your tree or whatever however you celebrate but these are things that we think the film lover in your life would enjoy now if you're listening to this show that's probably you you're probably the film lover, so maybe uh, leave this episode uh, conveniently playing with uh, a loved one in uh, your life uh, or in the car, you know, and then occasionally comment like, yeah, that'd be a cool thing. I'd like to have that. What do you think about that? What? What do you think about that? Is that a good strategy? I think it's great. <laughs> oh, but. I like hey, the subliminal messaging. What's that there, Avery? I like, I like the subliminal messaging. I like the, oh, yeah, the it's, it's, You think it's too subtle? I can tell you my own wife has listened to this episode. Uh, she doesn't listen to the program, but uh, she has been known to listen to this episode to figure out what, what I want, which is nice. You know what? Yeah. My mom has done the same. I've, I've gotten an item or two on the list in years past. Oh, I've got something right up Andy's alley. I don't like the way you worded that oh, at all. It's, if, you're watching it's this, if you're watching this episode, uh, we should also mention that we're doing the show remote because Brian's ga- gallivanting. Uh, he's very excited about his new terrible mic that he's using for the first time. <laughs> Sounds and if good. You are, if you are watching, that is not a mistake. Well, it is a mistake, but uh, we're all aware that we can't see Avery's face. Avery, you want to duck down and say hi? There, there he is. That is Avery. You see that? Uh, and we're we're doing it uh, through a rem- a new remote channel that we have not used before, and we're trying to experiment with the medium and see if. Uh, Possibly, this is something we could do uh, more often than not, or at least uh, on a, on a regular basis, uh, do remote shows. Or when Brian's gallivanting. Yeah, this is often. Or when I'm gallivanting, I'm, I'm going to be in New York here in the, in a couple of weeks, so we might. Son have to- of a bitch. <clears throat> so <clears throat> excited for this episode! It's always fun to do, to do the research, and I uh, always find new things. And usually, everything on my list is something that I wouldn't be upset for having. Yeah, I, I always I think everything on there is something I would at least consider getting for myself, <coughs> or something we already have. So, oh, true, Avery. Why would you set up your your home studio system so that your head is completely cut off? Is this, I have is this no other possible way to do it. I feel this like it's, <laughs> it's like a creeper setup for where <laughs> this is quite comical. Mutual masturbation with live models. <laughs> really yeah, this, this is a uh, this is a visual gag. 
This is for when I'm being interviewed uh, when you're undercover, when, when you're uh, testifying against the mob. That's Just right. They don't, to, they don't have to waste uh, the uh, SFX budget on a... Hey, speaking of visual, Avery, I should have asked you this before. This is the part of the show where we work out uh, technical uh, details. Yeah. Can you share... Show with you, Brian. Can you share... No, I don't do that. Can you share images of our items on the screen so Anderson can see what I'm talking about vice versa? Uh, no idea how to do that. Okay. Anderson, I'm going to send you my list or the rare instance where I send it to you so that you can follow along and see what I'm talking about. I'll do uh, the same for you, Brian. Brian. You should think about doing this. I same. will too. And I'm going to do it on the remote show link. Does that help? No, no, no. I'll do it on the actual, uh, the, the, the show notes. How about that? We'll, we'll all do it there. Okay. Wait. Love it. Wouldn't yeah. like right now? Yeah. What, what show notes? Oh my the god! Email he sent, Avery, the producer, <laughs> sends us show notes each week. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like a sidebar where you chat or something. No, no. Stop trying to get all fancy. All yeah. right. Also, uh, I should say, hopefully, you do the same thing, Brad. Right? But uh, I have links. I have links to all these. Yes, things. yes, of course. Some of them are Amazon, and uh, uh, obviously, for our own sake, uh, I made sure that it goes through uh, our link so that we will get a couple cents back. But I didn't. I'm not. I'm not a company man, and I'm not a real great businessman as far as bringing money to myself, Brian. So I, I do no, not sir. allow myself to only uh, do Amazon links that will bring us a couple pennies uh, on the dollar. Uh, I found things that are away from Amazon, which will not help us at all if you end up uh, <laughs> clicking through and buying this. But it's what I think is worth um, being on the list. So yes, sadly, I, I, I've, done, I've done the same, uh, Avery. Unfortunately. I realize you're going to have to add the affiliate link to my links, but at least got you halfway there, if not more. All right. All that said, let's uh, get to the first half of the program. Please. Let's uh, talk about the films we've seen. But first, what have the listeners seen? little fan fiction compiled by the Mitch Burns. Johnny Pomato on Facebook caught an early screening of Napoleon and right. kind of surprised by the tepid critical reaction. I don't know what we expect a movie like this to be now. Ridley Scott knows how to put the money on screen. And while there's some dubious digital moments, there's even more where I tricked my eye into thinking I was watching a real world location with thousands of extras. Phoenix brings a lot of weird humor to his portrayal. <laughs> Shocking. And gets some big, unexpected, but definitely intentional laughs. It is not a masterpiece, but one of the better period epics I've gotten. Uh, we have gotten in a while. You know what that looks like? It looks like history book comes alive. And yes. I'm afraid like it's gonna, really like a really high production values. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot for me to hearken back to. I just watched kingdom of heaven for the first time on Sunday and it kind of felt the same way if it was, it was very well made, but I don't, I don't know if I needed to see that. It's like if history channel had budget. Yeah. It'd be like, this would be yeah. the, yeah, the best possible way to watch this chapter in class, but I don't know if I need to be in class. I Quick saw I also, watched, History uh, Channel uh, still cared about history and not a, uh, aliens. That's a good point. I watched King, Kingdom of Heaven, like you said, Avery, and it's a movie I remember being good, but have no recollection of. A yeah. firm, like three and a half stars. Sure. And I know I'm, I'm kind of alone here, but I feel kind of the same way about Gladiator. I was not a giant fan of that. It felt like history pages. I thought this Gladiator was fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're very very low on the fun scale for Kingdom of Heaven. It was not having a ton of fun. You know who loves those movies, though? Ridley Scott. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he certainly, certainly loves his own work. Loves it. 
Tim Capetta on Facebook. I saw the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. Oh. Phenomenal, phenomenal masterclass in acting. <laughs> Every member of the ensemble cast delivered and ended with a wallop of an ending. Excellent swan song for Billy Friedkin, who will be dearly missed. Yeah, that guy, guys, you haven't seen it, but it felt so made for TV, yet it still gets its hooks in you, and it's a very good procedural. 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 Uh, yes. Oh. Hi. Ooh, Ty, Jack Carpenter on Facebook watched all three parts of Blackberry. Smart. <laughs> Very good. Love the soundtrack. Opened up with no FX. I didn't see the theatrical version, so I don't know what was added. I found myself feeling a little bit bad for the guys when they saw the iPhone introduced, but at the same time, they were too busy playing around rather than staying cutting edge. That is true. They also love the the the, the feel of the Blackberry. We go into depth about that. The it's movie night. And God, a lot of movie. Movie night. There was a lot of movie nights. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly, what derailed them was the uh, hockey involvement, kind of like uh, Anderson uh, two-timing us with the Penguins. Yeah, yeah, well, they really uh, sunk the whole thing. Hey, if I never the told you guys downfall. that I was listening to that Penguin game a couple weeks ago while doing the show, you would have had no idea. I would have thought something was up, like you were no, distracted. You were, <laughs> you were having, you're having uh, existential crises. No, that's an absolute lie, Brian. You had no idea until I mentioned it. I might be doing it right now. Who knows? Yeah. A.E. Pena on Instagram. The Holdovers was another AP masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Might be Giamatti's best performance to date. I agree. AP uh, is good. AP's use of alcohol in movies is superior. Nebraska and Sideways are also great examples. Took my team. I'm sorry. I love I love the use of superior there. It's not superior <laughs> to anything, just simply superior. superior. It is simply best in class. Uh, took my teen son, and he loved it too. That kid was great. Bought it the whole time. And lastly, little uh, Mitch Burns saw Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Right. This, this movie is wild and actually made me feel a bit gross. That's not a surprise. Uh, would be one of the best watch-alongs ever, especially if the guys don't watch it beforehand. Oh. And for those who don't know, it is based on one of the fake trailers in Grindhouse. We all know, and they had no intention of ever making a movie with of that. Uh, however, every everyone, a lot of people were clamoring. So here we are, years and years later, and they finally said, "Okay, here's your fucking Thanksgiving that you guys wanted so badly. That was just a fake little trailer." I saw. Hey, we, we did Green Inferno as a watch along, so why not do a uh, little Thanksgiving? It's got to be streaming soon, true. right? Yeah, I think it is like midnight tonight. <laughs> I uh, saw an advanced, uh, a little advanced screening. Tell me. Or film in theaters. Saw it in 35 millimeter. Saw a little May, December with uh, an oh, intro yeah. by, by Todd Haynes. The man himself was there. I saw your text. Okay. What do you think? That's it awesome. was very, it's one of those movies where I really, really enjoyed it. The acting's phenomenal, but I left the movie going, I'm not quite sure what I just saw or what he was trying to say. Yeah, uh, I was kind of uh, again a little bit leaning on the ending, and he does not do any spoon feeding. He no, definitely he leaves it to you to uh, figure out what exactly he was saying. I thought it was very interesting, uh, a bit of a throwback with a score to sort of the '80s and '90s, like uh, sex thrillers, uh, like uh, uh, Fatal Attraction, that sort of thing. Uh, he's definitely poking fun at that a bit, uh, but I found it very enjoyable. And like I said, the acting was phenomenal. You got Julian Moore, Natalie Portman, excellent, and the kid. I keep, uh, I think it's Charles Melton. He's become Charles Charlton Heston in my head. Whatever I think. Sorry, what? 
Uh, the name is Charles Melton, but whenever I see his name, I think Charlton Heston. Okay. Uh, he was also phenomenal. I think he would know him from uh, Riverdale, Brian. I'm sure you've, Christy's probably subjected you to that. Sure. To be clear, this is not Charlton Heston. It is not. It's it Charles is not. Charles Melton. And I think that should be on Netflix. In, uh, it is not uh, Charles Nelson Riley. No. December, and for those of you who don't know, have no idea, it's a movie where Julianne Moore uh, takes place in 2015. And uh, they're kind of flashing back to her in the 90s. She was a teacher who was 39 and she was sleeping with a seventh grade kid and ends up going on to marry and have kids with this guy. So we're in present day where she is, I think, 59. He's 36 and they have three 18 year old children. And uh, that's about as complicated as you would think. And Natalie Portman is an actress who is coming to interview her and shadow her and ultimately play her on screen. So there's a lot of uh, art blending with uh, life, and it uh, it gets messy, as you might imagine. So uh, very enjoyable. Choose the scenery and uh, great acting. And again, uh, very curious once you guys see it, because I'm not sure what I saw. <laughs> exactly. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm very thankful that you actually made it to the screening. And uh, I, I'm jealous, but I'm happy that you brought it to the show. I also, years ago, was able to see, I think it was Far From Heaven or something, where Todd Haynes showed up. and uh, did a Kingdom of Heaven. Was not Brian because that has nothing to do with Todd Haynes. But Todd Haynes is one of one of the best working directors out there, and he takes care of his audience. He might not spe- spoon feed you, feed you, but everything that's on screen is intentional, like um, most great directors take care of. So, and a um, lot of a lot of humor there, uh, which I failed to mention. A lot of a lot of humor. A lot there. of time he misses the humor, or at least, at least it misses with me. And a lot of his movies are very mopey. Uh, with you know Carol, very mopey. Um, this was not mopey. This okay, was not cool. a mopey movie. This is very. He's he's having fun here. He did one of my all-time favorites, which is Velvet Goldmine, and of course, we we reference him often when talking about Superstar, the uh, movie about Karen Carpenter that he made with all Barbies and Ken dolls. And it's not appreciated if you put your hood back on. No, I'm not doing Elliot for the entire episode. I need, I need big red riding hood. <laughs> I'm wearing my red <laughs> structural dynamics of flow uh, sweatshirt, and uh, it's cold out here in the garage, and there's a mosquito out in the garage, which is bizarre. It's not what you want. No, it's not. Okay. Hey, should we tease uh, the upcoming uh, family uh, gift episode, the family gift exchange? Sure, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one. A uh, couple couple notable names are not going to be able to make it, unfortunately, but I feel like oh. they're, they're, they're going to be filled in for nicely. So, Brian, why don't you go take it? I don't know who's not coming, but uh, yes, uh, Florence Brummer will be here. Dinah Vandekamp all the way from Ireland will be here. Hopefully, Avery will be here. Mike Carano, myself, the two holdouts uh, because of nine to five jobs because they work for the man are uh, Tyler White will not be able to make it and Logan Moy will not be able to make it. Did Tyler get a job? He he does have a job. He works for Rivian. Rivian. Oh, the truck company. He tweets for Rivian. So every day he's like, don't need gas, Rivian. Hashtag, what's gas? Yeah, you should plug that shit in. They automatic tweet. They don't have to wake up to do it. Um, and we're also going to be doing this live on tape from the one, the only Chateau Maman. Oh, beautiful. Chateau Maman. Christmas time at the Chateau Maman. So yeah, more Chateau with Florence and Diana and Avery and Brian and Mike Carano and me, and it's going to be good. White elephant. We'll have some eggnog. Oh, it's going to be a good time. Oh, All right, let's do a little. Let's talk about the movies we've seen in the last week. 
Anderson, uh, you and I are going to line up on three of these movies. We were assigned two, and uh, we saw a movie we had forgotten, or I had forgotten, was coming out in theaters, but was very anticipated by me. Next goal wins. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. We need to go back. Oh, actually, you know what? We'll go back a second once we get to sick of myself. Uh, and I want to hear Avery's take on Dream Scenario because he's seen Dream Scenarios okay. since last we saw him. Same writer and director. Yes, Brian. And I gather you saw Sick of Myself first. I heard something about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that's entirely accurate. Brian never mentioned that. All right. <laughs> no, Avery, I can, you must not have been listening. No, I saw it first. All right. Okay. Hey, am I overmodulating? Because I'm going to the red. I, need I, to I don't it. believe so. I need to take myself down a little bit. There we go. All right, better. Okay. Hey, uh, next goal wins. Take it away, Brian. Sorry for the interruption. That was uh, quite the diversion there. Hold on. Yeah, it really was. Next goal wins yes. is a 2023 film directed by Taika Watiti, starring Michael Fassbender, Oscar Knightley, uh, Kaimana, David Fane, Elizabeth Moss, Will Arnett, and the aforementioned Taika Waititi. Uh, sadly, this comes in at just 41% currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, really? Theaters now. Uh, really? 41%. 41%. I hate to say it, but that makes me feel okay. Meaning what? Meaning I do not enjoy this movie. Yeah, I feel like that the rating is about right. And I was sadly. afraid that uh, I was going to be wrong again, but uh, it's nice to now, hear. Now, I, I think you and I are on the same page. I didn't hate it, but there were parts that I hated. This is a great plane movie. I kept thinking that. Well, I think that's well the well we need to uh, to to have, like, to be able to describe what a movie is. Like this, this feels this, like a streaming movie, right? It feels like a streaming movie. It feels like a half baked movie. It feels like something that they kind of just did for fun and didn't put a whole lot of heart and mind into it. Even though I've heard him in interviews and read stuff of him talking about the movie, and I don't know if that's entirely true. I wanted to. I want to be clear. I love this man. He's a genius. He's very good at what yeah. he does. Director of uh, Thor Ragnarok, famously uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People, um, that's, that's Jojo Rabbit. Boy, uh, I didn't love Jojo Rabbit either. Though. I was kind of alone there. But Oh, Jojo uh, Rabbit is a far, far, far better movie than this. This one is all about a true life story of Pacific Islanders, uh, the Samoan. Uh, American Samoa. Samoa. American Samoa. Uh, and how they were the worst soccer football team uh, in the history of international play and they lost 31 nil and now here we are years later and they're trying to get a team uh, fielded where the goal is to just score one goal not a win win a match but just score a goal and that's the whole story and it's all right there and it's pretty easy to make a feel-good fun story with fun characters um for what I was not anticipating, even though it was Taiki Waititi, was that it was going to be all buffoons throughout <laughs> the buffoonery. The characters are broad, broad characters. But for one, which I heard him patting himself on the back that they didn't make a big deal about the one who happened to be transgender, but it felt like the whole you know, movie made a big deal. became a giant deal about that one character. And she was the only deal. one that was not a buffoon. And the rest of the characters, for the most part, absolute and utter buffoons. Like and they're like the Cosby kids. Like they're 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 grotesque caricatures. They are, and I know that he's, you know, native indigenous of New Zealand, and he has a lot of similarities with the Native Americans over here. 
And I guess there's similarities in crossover with America Samoa, but he's not like an American Samoan, right? And it felt weird that he was poking all this fun at this this culture and these football players. It just it the, whenever it was supposed to be funny, I'm like, it's funny because they're so dumb, <laughs> but it's not funny. They're a simple folk. I did not. I did not enjoy. Who was more simple, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon or the individuals in this film? I, there's a lot of parallels. Yeah, I was gonna say. Because it's weird because we live in such a like, you know, the word woke gets thrown around all over the place. And, you know, it's definitely had some effect on the way we see things. But I can tell you that if I saw, I promise you, if I saw this one or Killers of the Flower Moon 10 years ago, I'd be like, it feels weird laughing at Native Americans and feels weird laughing at these Natives. Uh, American I, guess, I guess the difference is Flower Moon wasn't played for laughs or this is. I think it had to have been. They are the butt of the joke throughout and it'd be i think i might have had a different experience or, or reaction if it was new zealand uh people that if this was happening to and it was like his own people and his own but it, it was weird that it was america and now is there more of a a connection that i'm missing uh, maybe i have no idea uh, i did find there speaking of mr watiti who like you said does make really good movies i i was really taken out of the movie at certain points when i was like this is shockingly incompetent filmmaking. Like it felt, like you said, it felt like they put a lot of heart into it. At some point, it felt amateurish. It it did. It felt made for TV, and I think part of that. And I was trying to put my finger on on if it was rush job or if there's limitations of others. But I think, and it's not the first time that this has happened with Michael Fassbender. I think he's the problem. Meaning what? He's a common thread. He's often, you know, working hard in these bad movies. I think, I think the casting was wrong for him because he's just too good. <laughs> and I don't know if he does comedy all that well. But oh, he interesting. Doesn't, he doesn't belong in this movie. It like, should have been like Glenn Howerton. Just based Every on the time. trailer, it seemed kind of like that. Where I wasn't quite sure what his character's deal is. His he every time he's on screen, which is most of the time, there's like two different tones going on, and they're clashing, and not in a good way. And the same thing happened with Snowman, with with him. Although, okay, so here's a question: Your assertion that a director's number one job is to get a good performance out of the actor, and obviously we know Michael Fassbender, Matt Fassbender is capable of doing such. Is this a failure on the director's part? I think so. I don't. I didn't feel like his heart was in it. It just it, it, that's what just kept echoing in my head. Like I feel like no one. Yeah, I should have recognized the signs. Like I get this is extraneous to the film, but when the trailers, like the trailer, wasn't just the like a, a standard trailer. It was Taika Waititi himself speaking to camera, saying like, "I started this movie knowing nothing about soccer, and I knew even less when I finished." That's that's that? what we were actually talking about. When, I think when we saw holdovers again was it's never a good sign when the trailer for a movie is the director just talking. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Seems like the kiss he of death in the movie though. Like he's talking directly to the screen in the movie. He does as well. it once. I didn't know a couple of times. I didn't like that at all. That I mean that that kind of sums up the style of comedy here. Where I love his comedy, or I just it falls flat for me, and it felt really flat for me here. Comedies are funny though. You know, comedies. Are <laughs> well, funny. yeah, it's. You know, it all depends on your your comedic taste and your you know your your sense of humor. And my sense of humor does not line up with this one. It didn't line up with with JoJo, but it did with Ragnarok and it did with Wilder people. It's, Absolutely, I it's tough. It's tough because I don't have a solution here. It's like 
I, my instinct is like, oh, the characters are wacky. Let's focus on the characters. But the movie was all about the characters. And for, ultimately, for or worse. it tried to make a, a big, it felt like a, it tried to make a big statement that I did not buy at all. It just, it kind of made me feel icky with the whole, like, look at the, look, look at the hero and, and the arc. And I, they didn't do a good job at selling her character. Like she just kind of seemed whiny and powerful. Oh, the transgender character? I didn't empathize with her like they wanted me to because, I mean, the I don't I, we can't we can't give things away. But it wasn't a character. I couldn't really get on board with any of the characters. I didn't really care for any of them one way or the other. And I the, the ones that a I, couple I, of them were pleasant. The ones, the ones that I like that I could have liked most were just very one dimensional. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you might enjoy this on a plane. Your mom might like this movie. Uh, I I for one. <laughs> Not I prepared yet to have uh, plenty of uh, people tell me, "Oh, it's so cute." It's like a, 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 I guess. I was afraid <laughs> that it was going to be like in the '80s on the old uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, will you point your mic a little bit more towards your uh, towards your sternum? Because you're there. You go. There you go. Sorry, I'm leaning in. I'm leaning into this new mic. Yeah. I'm right. leaning, returning that new mic. Wow, that's really mean. That's where I'm leaning. So I, I would give this place. two stars. This is a two star movie. Yeah. I think so. I don't think I even laughed out loud. Yeah, I can't remember if I did at all. I don't think I did. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I think I do think that if it was cast with a different coach and he took more control of the tone, a lot of the time the, the lead will take you know a bit of a control of of the tone of the movie, and the director doesn't. It was definitely Taiki Waititi's. Hope I'm saying that partially right. Uh, it was his ethos and his tone, but his lead didn't fit. And he wasn't supposed to fit, but it wasn't the good non-fit. It, yeah, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a Walter Matthau, Bad News Bears right. kind of. It wasn't. And like, Yeah, he was wasn't cantankerous enough. And the whole thing was like they were really leaning on him. Supposed to be that he was supposed to be learning about how to keep his cool because he was an anger, angry coach, which we've seen a hundred times. And we saw it earlier this year with champions, with Woody Harrelson, right? And and it just it just felt flimsy and then like he would get really angry all the time and, and, and all of a sudden then you're like oh yeah that's what he was supposed to not be doing and really ultimately the movie's <laughs> about grief the movie's about, about, about grief which gets revealed later uh, you know about halfway through but i don't really and elizabeth moss once again like a great she's in this and she's completely like just buried she has she has nothing to do but drink a beer and kind of look look at her ex-husband that's all she can do yeah it's weird like she has nothing wow. to do. Like, why would she take this role? I guess she just likes Taiki. Credit words do. I uh, the the uh, the reveal. I, I I actually liked. Maybe would have liked more of that. I don't know more of that story. Yeah, because I think that's what the whole movie's centered around, right? Is grief and how you deal with grief. Mm. So, has Fassbender ever been funny in a role before? Uh, Frank. So he's because uh, I got a I, uh, full disclosure. I've not seen Frank. Is he uh, watch Frank this Thanksgiving, man? You do yourself a favor. Thanksgiving. I'll add that to the list. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I have a Thanksgiving. I have a Thanksgiving. White meat, dark meat. Oh, we'll be Frank. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're Wait, on the clock. Now, now I'm thinking: Is it Fassbender ever funny? Frank. That's he's great. He's he's, not, he is not funny in Frank. Yes, he is. He's all over the place. He plays a mentally ill character. You don't see his face at all, Avery, until maybe one. But he is underneath that paper mache head throughout the entire movie, and he's uh, he's got a lot of energy. What is it? He's hypermanic 
and right. he's got a lot of ideas and a lot of thoughts and he's writing songs and yeah it's there's a lot of humor okay. a lot of humor there add is it to it? the list are we taking a break yes oh, look at brian calling the shots i'm i'm just asking questions over here break yeah, time coming up next we got another uh, listener assignment no two listener assignments uh come up after this our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra themed content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Thanks for sticking with us. Let's talk. Uh, you want to talk Mononoke or you want to talk Sick of Myself? Either or, Brian. Mononoke, Princess Mononoke, is a 1997 film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Hold on, who's our assigner here? It is Leif Nordling. Thanks, Leif. Leif. Is Nord- that say Leif or Leif? Leif. I spoke with Leif yesterday. I was at uh, Mike Carano's place doing some uh, stuff for the documentary. And I had my time screwed up, and I thought I was supposed to talk to Leif uh, an hour after I was done with Mike, but I, it was while I was in Mike. So I sat in Mike's, uh, Carano's, uh, uh, the, the the bridge, uh, the the captain's chair that he has from Star Trek in his living room. Still there. I sat in that chair. I've never sat in that chair before, and I've been over there countless times. And I did uh, my 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 little uh, breakdown of Princess Mononoke with Leif Nording, uh, our um, assigner. Is it Nording week. or Nordling? I have Nordling, Nordling. Nordling and uh, Leif, uh, interesting fella, and he lives in Luxembourg, which Ooh. is the smallest country in the world. It's the constitutional monarchy. And Leif, let me know that um, he I let that go. He, yeah, I will. He turned uh, a couple <laughs> ladies on to our show, and uh, 
and they listened and then they got back to us, uh, back to him and said, Hey, I don't like those guys. Oh, oh, cool. Was it you and Avery? I don't know why Leif Leif would let me know that. Now I'm just thinking that uh, all ladies hate us. I have that effect on women. (laughs) I'm very likable. Let's talk Princess Mononoke. Back to it, Brian. Sorry. Princess Mononoke. uh, Yes. Like I said, 1997 film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is streaming on HBO Max. This was number six on Roger Ebert's best movies of the year list that year. And it got me wondering, Anderson, how are these movies never up for best animated feature? Like these are consistently high quality films. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't even submit. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. But uh, we're talking to Leif, who's, you know, he's he's fairly deeply steeped in the, uh, especially the the Ghibli, 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 Jib. I don't know. You covered all your bases. He likes both. And uh, whether it's Ghibli or Ghibli. (laughs) And he was pointing out some interesting facts that I hadn't really even thought about, but animation is huge over in Japan and their studios. And a lot of that has to do with space being so limited. They don't have a whole lot of space Mm -hmm. for giant, like, sound stages sure. and, and studios production and, offices so and a lot of the time they will do the animation and he also pointed out the fact that they uh dub after so a lot of the time the the or before after so a lot of the time the uh mouth doesn't line up with a japanese subtitle either like it's so it almost is a little bit better with the english i, I watched the english dub here i was told that that was a good one to watch with billy bob thornton i don't think i had a choice just fired up on max and it gave me the english dub Okay, well, you could have paid for the Japanese dub. I'm but, not going to uh, do that. I, 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 you don't want to do that with, with Akira because yeah, it's a terrible, terrible dub. But this one, the well, dub. And Ak- not- Akira is unique in the fact that they did the voice recording before and animated to the voice recording. So it's accurate with the Japanese when they're speaking. Okay, they don't do that all the time. No, that's why it's pretty, it's, it's pretty impressive seeing it. So, Princess Mononoke. People have been trying to get me to watch this for a long time, uh, long before I actually uh, bent the knee and decided that uh, I was wrong and that uh, this style of animation is absolutely fantastic. This style of storytelling is great, and I've been turning my back on it for for too too long. It's been a couple years now that we've been opening our our hearts and our minds to this style, especially the Ghibli, 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 Ghibli. Thanks to our listeners, our signers, we've gone down this uh, road now a number of times, and uh, I feel like I feel my I went from uneducated to semi-educated on this topic, so uh, I feel like Miyazaki specifically, but this type of animation, this type of film, instantly recognizable. You know what it is, and especially Miyazaki, like you know you're going to get grotesque creatures, and you're I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like bizarre, fantastical creatures that are uh, you know uh, a visual treat, I guess, to look at. It's a yes. little Guillermo esque in that way. It's uh, a little the, the grotesquery. Uh, Bong Joon Ho, who did uh, Parasite and all those movies. Bong Joon, yeah, Korean. there you go. Yeah, it's similar in the sense he did the one with uh, a few different creature movies. Oak so Joe, I, right? uh, I should say that I, Oak for Joe, whatever right. reason, I, I couldn't avoid um, Spirited Away years and years ago, and that was up for best, might have yeah. been one, and. Uh, I just kind of stopped there, which is foolish because I loved Spirited Away. I still love it. It's still my favorite, and I know I'm a basic bitch for that, but it's it's still my favorite uh, Miyazaki that this style animation anime uh, ever ever made. Now that said, 
we've seen others since that we like very much. Now, Nausicaa, I like quite a bit. I've seen it twice now. I saw it once in the theater and I saw it at home. Uh, before that, I took Atticus to see it in the theater this last summer. And uh, we've seen uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, and now Princess Mononoke, I was starting to say years ago, uh, somebody sent me a Blu-ray DVD of Princess Mononoke. Oh my. And uh, I didn't, I didn't ever unwrap it or or put it in. I will get to it eventually. And I just never did. Uh, here we are. We finally got to it. Brian, why don't you set up a story for those who might not know, and let's try and sell it to people who might not have taken it away. The worst thing you could ask me to do in this show, Anderson, is recap the story of these movies, because I don't feel like the story is... It's the theme. Yeah, you're right. It's more about themes and and, and uh, ideas. But yes, there is a um, there is a is even a he's not a prince. He's a warrior and a young man, teenager, whatever, twenty years old, and he uh, lives in like a remote village, and they're attacked by these kind of Boy. parasitic kind of demons, like a demon, right? Who like infects him and his hand starts to kind of dematerialize like, oh, you're going to die. You've been bitten by the demon. And he has, yeah. to, and he has to go find not Mononoke. She's the one he finds the other one, the, the, the mini driver, the mini driver character. And she's the queen or the princess of like a different villa. Is it Iron City or Iron Town? Yeah, she represents hum- humanity and humans and not progress. Humanity, humans. And progress and technology and let's point out this is set hundreds of years ago. Yeah, and he's got with with where he was bit. It's got a bit of a venom type effect where it makes his arm extra strong. Yes, and the whole thing felt like venom too because these boar in in the beginning it's the boars that get infected with this Mm. these like wormy type black like uh, slimy things that are it's very grotesque, very gross. And uh, he saves the village and, uh, like Brian says, gets gets infected. But then it gives him great power where he could, like, uh, shoot an arrow at his enemy and it <laughs> decapitates him. And it is, it is violent. Cause I, uh, so I rewatched this last week as well because uh, I hadn't seen this since I was 12. And I f- did not remember it being this violent. There's decapitation. Yeah. There's dismemberment. And it's not like it's Lots off screen of or they, they shy away from the blood. It's just it's fountains of blood from the decapitation. Yeah. Hey, you'll be happy to know that I wrote down decapitations and dismemberments. Oh, yeah. I think I think that's one of the reasons. And now, I like this movie quite a bit. I don't know where you two land. That was very enjoyable. I enjoy it, yeah. I think one of the reasons, and this is just a theory. I could be wrong, but I think one of the reasons why the the audience is so large for this is because they do like his movies they do like the style of animation but they wanted more you know same with like, like the uh, the people who like the spandex comic book movies and marvel movies like they a lot of them want like an r-rated version they want more blood and guts and more adult themes and this one delivers on on those mm. you're not gonna like this comparison but it's kind of like deadpool where you get the superhero vibe but there's more no, yeah gr- yeah it's more gratuitous because I ultimately, it's so similar. It's so very similar to Nausicaa, uh, Princess of the of the, the Valley. Is that what's Valley called? of the Wind. Valley, Valley of the Wind. Wind. Nausicaa. I love Nausicaa. Absolutely. Love, but that was my, one of my entry points, too. And I've seen it twice. And I have a, a, a more special place in my heart but for that one. But it's rougher around the edges, which I kind of like. It's... Uh, and it seems like Mononoke, he kind of refined everything and made a better version of Nausicaa in many respects and a more adult version. But I still like the bug version more with Nausicaa. And I think I like the voice like, acting more in Nausicaa, to be honest. I like Patrick Stewart and some of the other voice actors a little more than – I didn't yeah, love the, the lead in this. I didn't love what he Billy was doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wh- whoever. I, I, he thought he was a little – not stiff, but 
a little, I don't know, naive and plain Jane for me. I do wonder what if I'd like this better had I seen it first, like you mentioned, Anderson. Yeah. Like I do, I do think I like Nausicaa better, but uh, I wonder if it's just because I'm familiar with, I I, I know the rhythm now, you know what I mean? I know the music. That said, I, I found this enjoyable. Um, it's not my sweet spot, but this is uh, a blind spot that I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'm addressing. And there's some very bizarre shit in here. Yeah, it's all. And in talking about him and his work, I, I've said this before, where it doesn't feel like he's reaching and trying to be weird for the sake of being weird. It feels like these stories and these ideas just kind of spill out of him, and he has no choice. Kind of like I mean, Giger, right? Kind of like H.R. Giger. Like Giger. Yeah, like he can't help himself. That's a great, great yeah, call. He's just who he is. H.R. Giger. And he he retired like four films ago, and he just can't like it. I think that's a testament, too, to like the, how this man just has these things inside of him, and they just fall out of his head. He can't help it. Like he can't, can't keep him in. And uh, there's more more examples of that with this one, with the uh, – <laughs> I mean, there's a decapitation of a majestic creature. <laughs> I uh, I found that very troubling as a child. I did not enjoy the, uh, the, the 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 elk with the man's face. I did not like that. So many so many listeners uh, heard that we were watching this one, and they're thrilled. They couldn't they couldn't wait for us to watch it. And I, mean, I feel like we're letting some of them down because I think that maybe we're just missing something. But I think that a lot of people feel that this is his best work. I think uh, there's definitely yeah. an argument to be made for that. Yeah, it's very. Um what's the word it's, it's fully realized you know what i mean like i feel like he's making exactly the movie he wanted to make i i feel that way too but spirited away from me i've not seen it three yeah, times i still haven't now. seen that one. Oh my god baby. but i got a lot of more back to the the listeners being thrilled we're gonna watch this a lot of warnings do not watch this with a boy yeah well i would have probably watched it i i didn't i'm glad i didn't have to explain it because dad hey uh, <laughs> It's not quite as grotesque as uh, Akira, but it, it, it gets close. Why are the worms crawling out of his eyes and he's decapitating them, man? <laughs> yes, there's some hard, hard... I was trying. I was telling Leif that I was trying to eat dinner while watching this. And I oh, had dear. To push it aside. Yeah, it was not, it's not a good what, meal. What age, I was going to ask this, what age would you let your kids watch this? Probably, depending on the kid, probably between 9 and 12. Yeah, middle school. But I love the wolves. Um I, yeah, I think you're right, Brian, and I, I think that it's not fair to the movie if we had seen this first. However, a lot of the listeners who have been talking about it, who love this, and a lot of the, just the, its audience, they've been watching all along in succession as his movies are released, you know, in real time. And so they saw Nausicaa before, but like this one more. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that there is something to be said for the uh, the more PG-13 nature of it. Is there is there a minor quibble here with these movies, this one specifically, which is... It's a little long. It's beautiful, though. I think if we if we saw it on the big screen, we would mm-hmm. we would say that less. Because when I saw Nausicaa on the big screen, even though it was rough around the edges and some of the animation wasn't great, when it was great, it really hit harder yeah. when you're seeing it on the big see screen. That. He's got a new one out, too, The Boy and the, the Heron. I need to see that immediately. The man can't retire. All right. Can't hang it let's, up. Uh, let's talk about... The best movie I've seen all week. We should have a winner each week too, Brian. In terms of the movie we saw? Yeah. I mean, if we're each passing three movies, sure. we should talk about Sick of Myself as the Runaway winner. Uh, 2022 film, Sick of... I don't know about Runaway. Monica is fucking great. It's really, really good. But it's it has... It'll have... Yeah. For 100% will have less impact. I, uh, I totally agree. The, the, both can myself. be good, but this can clearly be better. Uh, Sick of Myself is uh, written and directed by... 
Christopher Borgli. He, the director and writer of, did you know, Dream Scenario? Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I knew that. Now you want to you saw? Which one did you see first? I, I had the fortune of seeing this one first. No, We're not doing 91% that. 91% Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh, I didn't write down where this is streaming. Where do you guys watch this? Um, Showtime. I think that's right. I know it's right because that's what I watched. <laughs> streaming on Showtime. Um, yes. If <laughs> Did you have the same experience as me, Anderson, which is I, I chuckled I quite a bit throughout I... and laughed much more than I thought I would. Yeah, now you tipped me off telling me that it was a dark comedy. And if I had not known that, I I still didn't quite believe you. And 20 minutes in, you're not you, you don't really pick up that it's a comedy unless somebody told you. Uh, I was annoyed and I was like frustrated that there was still an hour and 20 minutes left in this movie because I hated the character so much. I'm like, I don't want to say They're unlikable. And uh, it quickly devolves and gets to the point, which is, okay, so dream scenario. And interesting, we should credit Chad Ice, who uh, brought us not only this, but um, he also brought us uh, Lemon, as well as uh, The Greasy Strangler and Greener Grass. These are the movies that Chad has thrust upon us. He also is one of the pot. He's one of my four editors on Groupers. Uh, He is a professional editor, and he really likes this type of dark, satirical comedy, which... I do too. And we should point out this is very slickly made. Like this is this is not a rough around the edges indie. This is a this is a proper film. Yeah, it looks great. It looks like the kind of movie you'd see at uh, Hans, which it was, or uh, the the other the other one. What's it called? Slam Dance? No, Sunday. You like how I do, I just do that? Pretend like I don't know yeah. what's 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 but, it called. Uh, the, the, the dancer, dancer, Sundancer in the dark. So so twenty minutes in, you're annoyed. Yeah, I'm annoyed because she is just awful. So she is a, a woman who obviously is a narcissist. She has a boyfriend who is a um, artist, and you can tell that right off the bat that she's jealous of his uh, rise to success. She's not. It, so this is a very smart movie. She's not just jealous, but she is s- subtly, silently furious every time the attention gets taken away from her. And is right, like these lunches and yeah. you know dinners. He's a, cel- a celebrated like installation artist, and he's getting like you know all this attention from magazines and, and fundraisers and galleries, and she becomes again quietly, <laughs> quietly furious at the fact that he's being uh, uh, recognized for his art. Yes, and she's jealous of this. She wants the attention. She wants to focus on her any way possible. And- She'll slight him at any chance she gets. Uh, like he, he's he's got an installation that's showing like a this is a Norwegian film, so we're not familiar with these places they're talking about. Uh, but like he's he's got a showing at some kind of like a prestigious art gallery, and then she has to point out to the table. But it's not actually at the art gallery; it's it's downstairs and it's smaller. Yep. But that's good because if less people show up, it'll look like more people. Like that kind, those kind of jabs are yeah. constantly coming his way. And she's a barista; she works at like a bakery. And um, she is at the bakery and a woman gets bit on the throat by a dog, Avery. That is quite a turn. The woman comes into the bakery calling for help, bleeding, gushing blood from the jugular. And she goes and like, you know, gets blood all over her and she helps the the wounded woman down to the ground. And she She kind of does the bare minimum, but the woman lives. And she gets covered in blood. And, and while she's like with this woman and she just tells someone to call an ambulance and immediately now 
a lesser film. And if I was writing this, I, and I was talking to Chad earlier today about this, I, it would have been really hard for me not to lean into that even more and have her seen the news report on the radio, uh, on the TV and, and being upset that she wasn't more part of the story or reading about it and getting upset that it was all about the woman who actually got bit by the dog and not about her. Uh, but they didn't do that. They just showed it from her yeah, lens. They slow played that because that does in a way happen later in the film. And she's talking to her, you see her at other lunch dates and talking to her friends about it. And she's really pumping her tires, talking oh. about how she was cool in the moment and she's so empathetic. So she took care of business. You're right. But they also back up a step because we get a, she gets a, we get a taste of her psychosis when she walks all the way home, which we get the idea is not that close in the blood covered rags like the, the apron she, over. That's right. And she loves the attention she's getting. <laughs> All the way home. I just and, and then she's upset that her boyfriend doesn't notice right away that she's covered in blood. <laughs> and we've all done this to one extent or another, where, like, especially when we're little kids and we get cut and we're like excited to talk about our new wound or our new injury, right? Because you, you get the attention sure. a little bit. Of, uh, but when you become an adult, you don't do that. And we see her, Avery, come into her boyfriend and into her house where her boyfriend lives. And he's like at the computer. He's not paying attention. And she's like prepping herself to, so that he can see. And you can see her like completely like, of, of right mind, normal, and, you know, not shaking at all, kind of like getting ready, like in the hall. It's, uh, a, it's a great shot. We can see him and, and we can see her, but he can't see her yet. And then when he does see her, like she just acts as though she's, you know, all traumatized. Of course. And, you know, she's loving the uh, the sympathy and the attention she's getting. So that's, that's the inciting incident. Yeah, it's also a bit of red herring because that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, but it sets her off on her journey of like this dopamine hit of like, oh, I'm being paid attention to. Yes. And that seems I don't to be a think consistent should... theme with him. Yeah, I was going to say, no, there's some no. crossover with Nick Cage's character in Dream uh, Huge Area. crossover. Huge crossover. So with this one, he's attacking victimhood, which I would not have the balls to do. I love that he's doing this here. And I think he, he cast it and wrote it very wisely and, and making it like a Karen type character almost so that you can be annoyed with her. For, but if you misstep while attacking victimhood at all, especially today, like you could get fucked. So well, like, let, me, yeah. let me let me address that, Anderson. I agree with you. Let me jump ahead. I'm not going to give away too much because – I'll simply ask you this. Peanut allergy, allergy. I think, and I think we can leave it at that. What? The peanut allergy? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we can mention that in the film. There's a there is a minor character, a disabled character who is played for laughs at a certain point, like two thirds of the way through the film. Her only job is to provide comic relief at the expense of her disability. Did so she you is find the butt that? Of the joke. Oh, Avery, you watch you watch this whole thing? Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Okay, so yeah, she is the butt of the joke simply because of her disability. I mean, I guess there's some... Sorry, if I'm going to be fair, the filmmaker is sort of, you know, taking the piss out of the um, going out of your way to look so accepting and so inclusive, but the actions of this character are pure, pure broad comedy. I laughed a lot, really hard at that. Anderson, did you did you find it to be victim shaming in a way like that's not appropriate or did you have a good I think it's borderline i think it's definitely borderline good well good then that's probably the intended reaction yeah i, I laughed I, a I, lot I, that was I, very I, funny. Exact, I was not i was never offended at any, okay. at any point <laughs> the people that would be offended would never be able to see this anyways that's a really good point. which is offensive in its in itself but no i 
I think he was walking a fine line here, and I love that he he did this. Uh, also, I, I agree with you, so I'll let you go in a second. That, what I'm talking about, that was earned because it was so much later in the movie, and she was so far down the road of, vi- of self-victimhood, and she ended up right where she was, she, the main character, ended up right where she was supposed to be with this sort of going out of your way to be inclusive where inclusivity is not important. In fact, that's the, that's the antithesis of the job that she's talking Mm -hmm. to this person about. So to me, to me, it was brilliant. I thought, I thought it was really well done. Very, very smart. Less ideas than dream scenario. It's hard to talk about one and not the other. What's interesting too, is Chad ice just happened to assign us this one, not knowing the dream scenario was connected and the dream scenario was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Happy action. He didn't know it was the samurai director. He didn't, he wasn't aware that dream scenario was, you know, he, he was oh, wow. dream scenario was not yet on his radar. Happy or coincidence. Was. Happy coincidence. Yeah. Both of these movies are getting us releases this year, which gives me an <laughs> idea that I might have a, uh, uh, a co spot for both on the vaulties. Oh. They're both very related. Uh, so with this one, it's attacking victimhood with dream scenario. It's attacking all sorts of things, but mainly cancel culture, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel well, culture and then just internet celebrities. Well. And they both, yes, Avery nearly nailed it. They both had that sort of thirst for 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 being acknowledged, yeah, recognition, being acknowledged, being recognized for whatever, maybe, for maybe nothing. For all the wrong reasons, yeah. They they all have nothing to offer but want the recognition so badly and will go to great lengths to get it, right? It, it sounds like the tone management was very good, just like it was in Dream Scenario. I think it was very perfect. If you want to do you want to talk about the peanut allergy scene? Yeah, so like it, it, it she continues to devolve or this is early in the film new heights to get any kind of attention and recognition for anything. And she's at a once again, there's so many meals and like you know, gatherings, and I think it's a European thing too. But she's at this big dinner and it's it's for like her boyfriend, right? Yeah, Isn't he's he's the, the being honored in some way. Like and, it's on the eve of his uh, gallery opening or something. It's a very, very fancy, like you know, catered and uh, the, the head caterer or or, or white. Well, everyone there is the fine artist type or whatever financier. Fifteen people at the table, and uh, they say, "Are there any food allergies?" And then she just <laughs> well, everyone says, yeah. "No, no, no, we're all good." And then she's like, "Um, actually, I have a nut allergy." And uh, they're like, "Okay, well, is it just you know, like you eat it, or if you're in proximity?" And some people are kind of put off by that. And I think a lot of us have have dealt with that before, right? Where we're sitting somewhere. And like, <laughs> but the boyfriend, the, the boyfriend's reaction was like, "They don't. We live together. We never had nut allergy." Never had. A, I've never heard this before. And she's like, "No, no, I, I do, I do." You just hate this woman so fucking much, and you know exactly what you. And as the audience, you're like, you know exactly what's going on her head, but you have to like, watch the rest of the people who are uh, the characters surrounding the, her. Who the poor chef is like, "All right, we'll go to great lengths to keep the nuts away from your food." Uh, and then yes, at one you point, she reaches over to her boyfriend's plate and just takes a bite. Not only that, uh, she she took like the last morsel that you could tell he was probably saving as like the best part. Like he wanted to have that, and she doesn't ask or anything. She just eats it because that's who she is. And the maitre d comes running out and goes, "That that that wasn't on your plate. That was on his plate, and it had nuts in it. What what you just ate had nuts in it." And it kind of goes on from there. Uh, uh do you want to say anything more about that scene? No, that's great. They just set it up great. So the poor maitre d. The the, the uh, levels that this woman goes to, and it does it is labeled as a drama. They talk about the main plot. This is all just set up. 
Well, I mean, that's what the whole. It's, once again, this is more about themes than anything else. I mean, there's not really much of a. Plot oh, I disagree. Okay, go ahead. Well, the, okay, so the, the 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 inciting incident, as it were, was she starts to get this dopamine rush from getting all this attention, and she's like, "This is great." She doesn't say that, but you can tell that she's like floating on air, and she is browsing the internet, and she comes across. Uh, uh, I mean, now you're just telling, talking more about. This is the like, main the, plot, though. I mean, this is the main plot device, I guess, for the we're, – we're talking about the same thing but in different ways. But I, I didn't want to go through the entire movie and just review the entire and give all the fucking beats. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. I well, there's a reason it's called Sick of Myself. I mean, she's sick from the peanut allergy. No. I, feel like we can, I mean, the the poster, the you'll see if you're looking at it, she's sitting in a wheelchair with her face bandaged and she's smoking a cigarette. And – yeah, she she sacrifices everything for attention. We can leave it sure. at that. It becomes a Munchausen by proxy situation. Was, that's what I was going to ask, yeah. But she is the only. She is, she's the proxy. Involves a, a third party. She is the well, proxy. Then that's, yeah. that's just Munchausen's, is if it's to it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, not my proxy. You're right, Avery. It's grotesque. It's really good makeup. Uh, her face does not do well throughout this movie. And uh, I fucking love this movie. I really, really love this movie. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it too. Yeah, this is one of the best uh, listener assignments we've had. And if it's truly getting released in the U.S. this year, which seems weird, no, no, it already has. Oh, it already has. Yeah, might have, might uh, might find its way to the Vaulties. I mean, it was uh, a Cleve at the Cleveland Film Festival this year, so uh-huh. I it, I couldn't find on IMDb when it actually got internet release in the U.S. But I mean, it was it was showing in U.S. festivals this year. It, it got a, a a release, I guess, in the Netherlands last year or Norway last year. I enjoyed uh, Dream Scenario quite a bit, and th- this to me was even better. I, I don't know if I I don't know which one I like more. They're both very They're both good. good, both very subtle. They're both they got that that um <laughs> that vibe of the uh, what's the What's the one where they and they remade it for the the states? It, just, it didn't work though. Where they oh, it starts with an oh, oh is where, it force majeure that you're thinking of? Force majeure. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's got the same uh, ethos as force majeure, but this one is is better. It's got a lot more going on. Yeah. As whereas the, uh, force majeure had a great opening and premise, and then just kind of evolved into sitting around and talking and crying. Um, the, yeah. This 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 movie has momentum. You could tell Force Majeure had a great germ, germ of an idea, yeah. but it didn't have great follow-up. And then Christopher uh, Borgley, the uh, the director of this one and writer, and he did both of them. He's actually in this one uh, as well uh, as the he plays the director of the uh, the fashion shoot towards the oh end with the there. ball cap or uh, yeah, yeah, I with, think yeah. that was a great a, scene. Uh, it's a Gilligan. Hat. That was a great scene. I I I enjoyed Dream Scenario. I, I quite I quite enjoyed it. So this, this is, is yeah, this, you, this uh, is just as good or better. Yeah, I saw it recently. I had a weird, and I was texting you guys about this. I had kind of a weird viewing experience where Nicolas Cage is a dead ringer for one of my best friend's dads since childhood. Like just in his mannerisms, his beard, the way he acts. So I could, I had a very hard time separating the two. And it was kind of added to the surrealness of imagining my friend's dad being this individual and sort of added to the weird disturbing uh sort of ethereal nature of it i really liked it i really liked what it was saying uh and i was also saying it's one of the rare times that a filmmaker can make scat humor work for me normally i'm completely out but his interaction with some fans involving scat humor i found very very honest Mm -hmm. and very very amusing uh but 
Yeah, it was very enjoyable. I really liked where it went. I liked, yeah, the way it, it devolves. And yeah, I think the less you know about it, the better. Because there's a lot of, yeah, a dream scenario. I thought there were a lot of oh. enjoyable twists and turns. And uh, yeah, I also, just, this is a similar structure. And uh, Michael Sarah, I found very enjoyable his angle on it. Great. And, uh, <laughs> Dreamhouse. Dreamhouse is very Avery. Dream, oh God, Dreamhouse made me want to just kill myself. Oh, both of these movies, guys. If you like, are 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 are. Sorry to derail and then not be able to think about. I, I had to watch. We had no power here last night for until around eleven o'clock at night. So oh, no. uh, I, I ended up watching this uh, very very late at night last night, sick of myself. But yeah, if you like our sensibilities uh, for dark humor, both of these are worth a watch. Yeah, like the dinner in Americas of the world, or just well, the the dark kind this of. This is the rare up. movie. You're right, Avery. But this is the rare movie that's a dark comedy that Anders and I kind of let up on, line up on, which is we both appreciate the dark humor and sick i should warn you we should warn you though that sick of myself is grotesque like it's it's hard to watch yeah there's sickiness it, it has a little if you saw raw and you liked raw it has a little bit of that body horror in there uh but not but quite play as for much. laughs right but played for laughs yeah at one point avery the there's a there's an i'll just say there's an article written about the, the our main character uh and, and her plight and she is so excited to read it she goes to get the newspaper and the story's been bumped for like a school shooting <laughs> she's <is> devastated <laughs> she's so mad this is such a great dark i mean it never there's no jokes which I love. I love the kind of you know dark comedy where they don't yeah, have all any punchline. Yeah, good. yeah. Highly recommended. Could they remake this for for United States? Could, I, they, could I, they make it? A, if a they did it smart, yeah, totally. The, the, there's enough. Like Amy Schumer would be great in this, like, right? The sort of piece of shit, but she acknowledges you. You know what they would do though? They they would they would change it to like something just shaving your head or something. They want to, I don't think they go for the full Monty. I don't think they go for the full face. Well, it's kind uh, of like what you always say with another round, right? Where that's not how the U S version would have gone. No, not at all. There, there would have been rehab. Yeah. I, I would like Rather to think they could, but it'd be, be screwed up in some way. All right. Well, thank you very much, Chad, yeah, Chad. for bringing this to us. And it was a happy accident. Timing was perfect with us watching this. And, uh, and uh, and then and then watching the dream scenario and Brian's Brian's situation, whereas with the reverse for myself, but sick of myself, sick Christoph of myself, orgly. Coming next, we will uh, give you the gifts you need for this holiday season. After this, True. don't you think I'm looking to? to count down the top five gifts for the film lover in your life. Maybe that's you and you want to leave this list lying around somewhere or maybe it's uh, for another film lover in your life. Either way, we'll do a little round table and uh, hit a few gifts that we thought were interesting. Uh, maybe we would like to have ourselves. Who wants to start? Who wants to start? I'll, I'll start just because uh, somebody asked you, right? Alright, so uh, how do you feel about your... Uh, your uh your this bat this year's bat not good not good, not good at all. what I, I can't tell no actually you know what i mean to ask you i realized that as i was looking back on years past 
I was in the hospital very sick for last year's Black Friday episode. Did you and Avery ever read my list or did that just disappear into nothing? I don't fucking know. What a weird question. No, because I, I, didn't, I didn't repeat anything, but I was thinking about it, but I was like, oh, that could have been last Oh, you want to make sure that, that it was represented. No, I'm sure that we read your list. If you gave us your list, I can't remember that at all, Brian. But All right, let's just kick it off. I feel good about my list this year. I would like all of these things. Uh, not asking you guys to get them for me, but if my wife is listening, uh, any of these would be good. However, just don't listen to this part, honey, because it's a little bit conniving, all right? So my number five, this is the only one that's, uh, I guess, a little bit creative and, and for the wrong reasons. But let's say you're, you're in a relationship, guys, or girls, and you love movies. And your partner does not like movies or they tell you that they like to watch TV more than movies, which there's a lot of people out there that are like that. Or they only like to watch documentaries, right? And, and you want them to, to, to have a movie night with you. Well, you can get them for Christmas. So if you're listening, you can get them for the holidays. The Kira'u, I've got fucking names these, these days, but it's, it's, it's K-E-R-A-O-O and it's a personalized blanket. All right, for girls, it's only for girls, and it's called "This Is My Movie Watching Blanket." And you have a little picture of a, of a of a woman on there, and you can change the skin tone to make them look more like uh, your oh lady, uh, and uh, you can even put their name on it. You can personalize it. It costs twenty bucks on on Amazon, and you can be like, "Here you oh, go, honey. that's nice." Watching movies for our movie night that we're gonna do, hopefully, because I would like to do. Oh, and then you rope you. her in. With it's a special blanket, genius. It's got a, yeah, it's got a little caricature of what I assume uh, you can personalize, like you said, to be uh, close to your partner. Right. Oh, so you, that's cool. you can guilt her, guilt her into watching. Yeah. Like, why are you watch? Why are you using your movie night uh, blanket for, for watching TV? That's that's not what I got it for you for. That's and apparently they're very oh, comfy. That one nice, could so. be Jillian. Yeah, that could be, yeah, absolutely look like Jillian. If I were to, uh, I don't even have to change it that much. Just change her hair color. All right, so that's my, uh, well, my number five. Once again, oh, yeah. yeah, the girl holding thing looks a little like Jillian. All right, uh, links to all these as well if you want to go back cheat sheet. Yes, well, they will be available in the show notes. You want me to go in the middle and you close out, Brian? No, Avery, you, you know what? You're the special guest. You go last. I oh, will right. uh, do my number five, which is hold on, do I have it right here? Yeah, so this is the only item on my list that is, uh, Pre-Christmas, so if you want to get it now, it'd be appropriate. It's a $9 Black Friday deal uh, marked down. If you want to get there's a few of these. So I linked to one, but if you want to shop around, you can do that. Uh, the Die Hard Advent Calendar. This is uh, very great. fun where it's a, a cardboard cutout of Nakatomi Plaza, and Hans Gruber uh, is pictured uh, falling, and every day he falls, you knock it down. Well, every, oh, every day that is it good. passes. You drop him down one story until he reaches uh, his ultimate destination at the ground. <laughs> that is good. Now, one of them, he's all colored in. The other one, he's not. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. In. There's oh. a few variety out there. Uh, I linked to what I thought was uh, – no, I linked to the uh, best price, the, uh, the, the $9.99 uh, Black Friday deal. But there are others uh -huh. out there. And then – did they, they miss an opportunity where at, when he gets to the bottom, you could flip him around and he's like all crumpled and broken? Oh, and interesting. Bloody. Yeah, I, have no idea. I don't know if, I don't know if, it, if it articulates. <laughs> you get to call him. <laughs> Yay, mommy. He's dead and crumpled. <laughs> he had out the red Happy birthday, Jesus. 
<laughs> Can we watch Midsommar tonight to see another version of this? Okay. Uh, Very good. All right. Ten bucks in, on Amazon. Avery, what's your number five? So my number five, the way I did it was least expensive to most expensive. Mine are generally not that expensive. Oh, Avery, did fitting. you uh, send a list? I'm sorry. Is that... you have not sent I thought, oh, yeah, 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 I sent my list. So you should be able to His number up. one is something that's been on my list in years past. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, it felt fitting as a man who's currently unemployed to go with uh, maybe, maybe more affordable gifts. You know, if you don't, if you're not flush with cash, here's some options. Still a movie lover. Uh, first one is great stocking stuffer. These are uh, VHS inspired mini magnets for your fridge. Nice. I believe all the ones that I found are horror themed, and whoever did it did a really great job. They're probably about the size of I don't know, maybe a postage stamp, probably a little bigger than that, maybe the size of your thumb. Uh, but they did a really great job of making these three dimensional tiny VHSs that feel worn and uh, gives you that very retro vibe. A lot of great uh, uh, selections like Jaws, Scream, The Thing, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So uh, very fun to bundle these together, especially for the horror movie lover in your life. I know somebody like Florence would love this. Uh, so yeah, they're like five bucks a pop. So something great to buy a couple of those, throw them in a stocking. A lot of the ones that I did stumble across, a lot of the uh, gifts are horror themed. And I, I think we've recognized that in years past too, that horror gets a whole lot of uh, gift giving uh, vibes and love. And uh, they're, they're more readily available than other genres. Yeah, sure. and very conducive right. to that sort of thing because it's all, you know, in line. Nice. I have, I have one towards the top of my list that is very horror. Uh, it's, it's horror themed. And I'm not much of a horror guy, but I just love we'll get there when i get to number two so uh number four for Avery, me, real quick i don't i do not appear to have your list can you send it to me please what no it's in this thread i can see you on it uh, should be in the show notes i'll send it directly to, to brian brian so he feels special hmm. i don't yeah. see in the show notes i don't see it yeah, maybe you just sent it just to me you might have done that because i sent my list just to you originally it's right. possible um, Number, I see Brian's number one now. This is a problem. I don't like your number one at all. At all. Swirling. Okay. <laughs> Go back to my, <laughs> my list. Number four for me, uh, you got to get this one through the Academy Museum store, which I've never perused before this year. Um, but this is, I have one of these, not exactly like this, but they. this is a modernist praxinoscope um zoetrope essentially that's what i've always called them that's what i learned that they were called uh in, in this is film school this might be, it's slightly different actually it is slightly different. Works like <laughs> but it's really cool and it's, it's before they had the 24 frames a second before they had cinema they would uh, show these and, and have these and you could actually see little cartoons moving uh, about and uh, this one is is very nicely uh, designed, and it would look good just sitting on a desk if you have room on your desk or on a shelf. Uh, and then if you would like to make it move, uh, the example that they have on there is the horse uh, going in, in circles. But there's different inlays that you can put in there, and it's, it's a nice artistic piece. Uh, $93 uh, if you're a museum member, which I believe Brian is. He's, he used to brag about that. It's been a while. I canceled it. You're Oh, did, did you? Just in time for the holidays, damn it. You can't get it for the price of $83.70. Uh, check out the modernist Praxinoscope, uh, which uh, is is very nice. Very nice indeed. I would, 
if I am, you know, if I had room in my house, which I do not, or room on my desk, which I do not, uh, I would be very happy to get something like this. Like if I had an office or, or, or something like that, it's, it's a classy, um, gift, movie gift. It's good stuff. Praxinoscope animation spinner. That's a very cool piece. It looks like a lamp. I mean, from a distance, you know what I mean? You got up close and you're like, oh, this is a a real thing I can use and look at and play with. It's a conversation piece, Brian. Oh, yeah. What is that? Well, I'll show you what that is. I bet you wonder wonder what that is. Step right up. Or if it was your dad. What do you think that is? Yeah. (laughs) And I'd say, well, it's a, that that right there, dad, is a Praxinoscope uh, animation spinner. Really? You're close. Uh, Believe me, you're close. Never once did he say that's right. I don't <laughs> think I ever heard once. That's right. That's right, Andy. Well, you should drive in right. Number four for me. Uh, Dr. Squatch is a uh, company that makes oh, high-end yes. soaps, premium soaps, uh, all some. sorts of varietals and smells and scents and whatnot, made from natural oils, no harsh chemicals, et cetera, et cetera, sustainably sourced. Uh, and they also have dipped their toe into the uh, collectible um, lines of soap. They have a Harry Potter collection of soap. They have a Star Wars collection of soaps. And they have a uh, Avengers collection of soaps. So if you're uh, one of, a nerd of one of those uh, varieties, you can help yourself uh, to uh, a four-pack. Uh, elegantly boxed, I should point out. This is, a, this is definitely a, uh, a showy piece. And it's not terribly expensive. It's forty-seven bucks. You'd think it'd be a, it's ten bucks. Yeah, but it's like you know, high-end fucking soap. You, it is very good soap. I've had Doctor Squatch in the past. I used to. I, I, I would always have like their black uh, soap. I forget what flavor that is. But my brother turned me on to it a while ago, and it's, it's really good soap. It's like special occasion soap. Like if I'm feeling like I really want to treat myself, I'll, I'll spend forty bucks on a four nice. bars of soap and then make them last. This is also uh, kind of genius because it's getting these nerds to actually take showers. Well, <laughs> That's a really good point. So if you want to get the Star Wars uh, bundle, you're going to get a uh, a, uh, a bar of Wisdom Wash, which is Yoda-themed. You're going to get a bar of Only Hope Soap, and that is, strangely enough, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, he's our only hope, so there you go. Dark Side Scrub, which is uh, Darth Vader-themed, and oh, Ruthless Rinse, which is Darth Maul-themed. I see Darth Maul getting a little bit of representation. You like Darth Maul getting a little? I do. He gets a lot of rap. I like Darth Maul. Darth Maul okay. was used. I, I am back. Can you hear me? And Darth, are oh, you, you, you were I did. Okay, good. Yeah, my stupid internet crapped out. Oh, you point out that the uh, the soaps all. Had- oh no! Do you still have the thing though? Is it still recording? It's been recording the whole time for you guys, I believe. It records it locally for you guys as well, right? Yeah, I'm still okay. recording. Still. All right. I mean, we can also, if you want, really quick. I just dropped off at the beginning of Brian's whatever the last one he just did. If you just wanted to reset that real quick, just in case. But yeah, I'll finish it up. Yeah. The Star Wars uh, bundle is only thirty eight bucks, so the uh, the price varies. And plus, you can do subscribe and save and get an extra fifteen percent off. Dropping it all the way down to thirty two. All right, Brian. Thanks for that math. Math. Thank you. At least I could do. What was the What was the flavor that i would get not flavor what's the scent it, it was it was what they were known for. oh and the avengers one is the black friday deal how about that all right enjoy enjoy your soap all right pine tar pine tar is what nice. i always get that was like their signature good stuff all right uh avery all right so mine my uh number four that i've got going hold on i'm way too loud there we go 
Tone it down. Uh, my number four is a little fun one. This is my uh, another one you could do is a little stocking stuffer. It is oh, that's a good. shining pizza cutter. That's good. Well, here's right. Johnny. So it's a little axe shaped pizza cutter. It's got a here's Johnny and Jack Nicholson on one side and uh, the shining uh, burned onto the other side. And, uh, you know, if you're a pizza lover and a film lover, this is uh, this is perfect for you. Little this is good. $20. Shaped, shaped like a little hatchet. Sh- shaped like a hatchet. Yes. Only uh, $20.67 on Etsy. And uh, it's fun. That is good. I wonder how easy they are to clean. That's my concern. That harder to say, but uh, certainly fun to it use. Like it goes like the circular blade goes up inside of the. Yeah, you have to get like a, like a pipe cleaner or a straw cleaner and get in there. Yeah, worth it. Or hey, hmm. it could even be uh, just for show. Just hang it up in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah just for threatening. All right. Oh, it would look all bloody though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is true. Right. That is true. Oh. Uh, all right. Moving along here, number uh, number three for me. Now, Brian, I use, you know, my favorite, we almost always have to have a coffee mug on our list. It's right? true. You're in your house, almost always have a coffee mug. Um, this one comes from Perpetual Kid. My favorite coffee mug that I use in studio in your kitchen uh, week in, week out is the one with all your movie quotes on it. This one is called the Ultimate Movie Buff Mug, and it has little pictures, 50 of them in total of key images from big movies but it doesn't have a title yeah and looking at it i can tell you what most of them are but a couple of them i'm like what the fuck is that supposed to be and then on the bottom of the mug don't look until you're done with your drink but on the bottom of the mug in spiral formation they have all an answer key yeah some are obvious uh, and some like you said are like what is that yeah what what is that oh there's the axe they got a speak and spell. They got Illinois uh, license plate that just says nervous. They have a bowling pin. They have a ring. They have a severed ear. Uh, they have a, a, a baby xenomorph covered in blood, which I can only imagine is probably Jaws. Yeah, yeah. They have a shark fin, which is probably alien. Uh, this is a good bit. And then they have a uh, an idol, uh, which is probably Star Wars. They have the a milkshake, which has a $5 price tag. You know what that is? Uh, I was in a Jaws, but you already spoiled that one. Wait, do you know what number 40 is? Detroit uh, Police? 40. Oh, yeah. 40. Do you know? You know it? It's a little, uh, little dystopian 40. future. A little dystopian future. 40. Oh, is that RoboCop? RoboCop, yeah. Ed 209, uh, Nemesis. All right. So, yes, I love this mug. Perpetual Kid. I have a link to it there. It's not on Amazon, but it's $14.99. It's solid. Um, and I don't know what the shipping cost is, but I, this is a great, this is a great. Oh, there's a, oh yeah, there's a box of chocolates. That that would be a lightsaber. That's a bit of a dead giveaway. Genko olive hey, oil. That's okay. If you're listening, I want one of these. A lot of time we get lucky too, and somebody will like hear the show, and they're like, hey, that's my product. They send us. I, that's what happened last year with the, uh, remember I got, uh, I got a, a, a mug sent to me because I got the mug as well as the, uh, the canvas art with, uh, and I got you one too, Avery. That was last yeah, year. Yeah. We had it on our list. And they heard. They heard. They heard. It's about uh, right, 10 so. feet away from me as we speak. It's good stuff. Do you think that right. number 23 is Die Hard? And do you think 25 is Jurassic Park? Um, you're looking at. Now look at the, at the third yeah. image down. Um, 
23. I, this is terrible. <laughs> this is, this is extremely good. Pod. It's two bloody footprints. No, I don't think that's diehard. I think that that might be. Oh, is is that? Oh, it's Passion of the Christ. Is no. it? It could be. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, if you can't be diehard, I'm gonna say diehard. And 25 is that Jurassic Park? That is very clever. You know what? I'm, I was. Uh, this is terrible, terrible pod. <laughs> we should never do this again. <laughs> Oh, I think it might be Die Hard. You might be right. I was going to say Freddy. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, no. The one up top is uh, number eight, I think. All right. Let's go. Oh, no. Number 11 is, is Jurassic Park. Okay. That's a good pod having Brian guess something no one can see. Number eight is the Golden Idol. What is 34? Right. Okay, Brian, let's go. <laughs> what is the backpack? Is it, this is, this is a preview of, of what your life will be like if you buy this for the office. That's right. Is it all oh, the answer key? So when you're cleaning, you're cleaning it at the sink. They're like, "What is forty-two? Is that at thirty? Uh, Thirty-four is kind of cut off, so I can't I see know. it. Now, you're ruining me, Brian. All right, like you're ruining the show too. It looks like it says Scarface, but there's no way it's Scarface. Uh, oh wait, is it? Uh, uh, okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> What's your nice. guess? Stand by. What's your guess? Stand by me. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. It's not. It's not. I like that Brian has sucked you into this terrible game. I know. know. (laughs) You you keep trying to leave and then he just reels you back in. (laughs) I need this. It's so frustrating, neighbor, because I'm on the picture and I'm scrolling over to try and see what the answer is. Well, it's about movies and you need to be right, but you also want to do good pod and the two things are in direct opposition. Okay, 25 uh, is a glass of milk, Anderson. Okay, that's Clockwork Orange. Let's let's go. Now, I just got to see one more and we're done. 23. <laughs> I just need to finish is, the mug. 23 is Die Hard. Good. I feel good about that. All right, let's move on. What is... You're right, though. What is, what is the backpack? <laughs> it could be Stand By Me. What is what is the one right above it? The uh, the origami. Oh, oh no, that's no. Blade Runner. The, oh, the new Blade Runner. No, it's the old Blade Runner. It's uh, the fucking origami he's... Come on. Uh, was it gray like you that? You are red runner. I don't remember it looking like that. No, okay, it. let's go. What's 24? <laughs> no, neither look. What is 24? Look at it. Okay, let's move on. We're running out of time. Oh, I know what 24 is because I just looked it up. And I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I just saw that movie recently. So some of them are harder than others. Which one is 24? Goonies. All right, let's go. Oh, Goonies sucks. Wow, oh, God, Brian! It's like it's like reflexive. It's a reflexive reaction. Yeah. All right, move, let's move it. it. Move What's your next? Move it along. I want to look at that mug again. Number three for me. Books. Everyone <laughs> likes books. We got to get books for the holidays. So here's Look. a couple of uh, good ones. One uh, is the Art of the Spider Verse, and this is a uh, fully illustrated um, uh, uh, behind the scenes, like how they made Spider Verse, all the characters, all the everything. It's uh, very. Uh, very comprehensive. Mm. Great, Brian. Thank you. And <laughs> apropos to our uh, flick fashion today and recently, the, un- the unofficial Studio Ghibli cookbook uh, is uh, available. This is how to cook those Ooh. bizarre creatures. No, it's not. Worms? What? Worms? 
Yes, it's all about worms. It's inspired, so it's not going to be, obviously, the grotesque, uh, fantastical creatures you see, but it is a lot of fun, and it is inspired by the uh, the creatures and the worlds that you see in the Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, Ghibli uh, movies. So I uh, enjoyed that, and that is just $14 uh, on Amazon. This just in, it is pronounced Ghibli. I knew it. Go ahead, Avery, and then we got to take a quick breaker. My number three is pretty good. It's uh, $19.86. It is a, a great, another great thing that you can put on your desk at the office. It's very fun. It is the uh, music box that plays the theme oh, from nice. Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, nice. It's, it's uh, wood carved and embossed, all that good stuff. Uh, and it's uh, plays the little the little uh, theme that you hear in the movie because I believe there's a music box in the movie that they play. It's very peaceful, very soothing, and uh, a little little fun thing to uh, brighten your day at the office. That's what I- John Williams. The the song has obviously become synonymous with the entire franchise, and uh, we, I think we've all grown to love it. But I remember, I do remember in '95 watching Jurassic Park, thinking like, this theme is kind of schmaltzy and kind of it would it would probably fit Titanic better than a dinosaur movie. And I, I feel like it is a lost opportunity to do a new like type of of Jaws like motif. Oh, but every it's, time it's so good. It is. It's good in the in the like planet earth like you know majestic but i think that's that was his whole point but i we were we also need like a a menacing jaw like he could have done jaws right he could have made a new jaws for the the dinosaur there's no motif for like a dinosaur attack well there is for sharks so what i'm saying maybe he thought it was played out already been done yeah what if he just did jaws in reverse all right sorry sorry for that it never occurred to me I like the box. What? How big is it though? How big? That's the question. That is. Small. It looks relatively it's small. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's crazy big. It's probably uh, I don't know. Maybe the size of a, as wide as your iPhone. Probably a little smaller than that. So probably like a little bit bigger than a Rubik's cube. It doesn't help that they they put it next to plants that could be uh, any size. <laughs> yeah, there's literally and a plastic T Rex. There's nothing for scale. Come on, the come on, Etsy, dime for scale. <laughs> Right. Number no no number next we'll finish our list after we do our Amazon purchases uh, pre Black Friday next. I won't tell you wrong when I want to acknowledge all the uh, cool stuff you guys bought before Black Friday sales even happened before Cyber Monday etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I want to say thanks also to everyone who was uh, taking advantage of the uh, sales on Amazon by tapping the link on AndersonandBrian.com and getting their stuff because uh, this is typically the uh, week slash month we do the best uh, Amazon business for the year. And that's all because of you guys. So appreciate you. Appreciate everything you do. Clicking through, paying attention to uh, deals and uh, taking advantage. That is very cool. Here are the things purchase on the Amazon banner over AndersonandBrian.com. Yes, I was very excited to see that uh, someone got themselves maybe the best stocking stuffer of all. This is not on my list uh, today because it's not really the film lover, but it is for the barbecue enthusiast. Get yourself the Meter Plus wireless smart meat thermometer. I have two, one crapped out. I had to get another one uh, after a number of years. Uh, It is a great little device and you will not regret it. The big purchase of the week 
was a Radeon graphics desktop gaming PC. Thank you for dropping your 1800 bucks on that through us. We appreciate you. Viltrox 75 millimeter EF lens for Alvin's Cables Red Komodo Power Cable. Bidso, 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 Lift Top Coffee Table, as well as a Home Pop Storage Ottoman. Flexi, flexi Mounts, Two Pack Garage Shelving. Tribe, Tribe, Tribe Signs, Tribe Signs Extra Long Sofa Table. Amazon Basic Care Nicotine Lozenges. Isopure Protein Powder was purchased, as was a Brother Printer Toner Cartridge. Shepton glass stone as a like a knife sharpening glass stone uh, was picked up uh, three Amazon basics foldable laundry racks for air drying uh, 48 Lipton cup of soups that's a lot of soup for the uh, winter gonna hunker down for the winter and have some soup uh, backtrack uh, C8 breathalyzer I realized that'd be an awesome gift if you're in your 20s and if you're in your 40s like I am uh, it's a bad bad sign of your life to have you Bellroy Hide and Seek Wallet. Uh, Reebok Nano X1 TR Adventure Cross Trainers. Micro Overlift Fish Food. Certified Refurbished Eero Mesh Wi Fi Router. Uh, USB Docking Station was picked up for Snow Joe Telescoping Snow Brooms and Ice Scrapers. Uh, cushion Lab Pressure Relief Seat Cushion. Lutron Claro Smart Switch for Hasbro Gaming. Guess who? Animal Friends game. And finally, I don't, I don't know. Someone got themselves pure encapsulations fish oil concentrate. Nailed it. Hear them. Hey, hear the movies or click through. This is the last time I talked at you. Well, two people, not one, but two people clicked through and got themselves some Barbie. I got to tell you, those Knuff, those Knuff, uh, uh, Shirts are all over Target. I oh, feel really? like they ordered too many. Like Knuff has maybe come and gone. We've had Knuff. That's Knuff. A lot. Knuff. Uh, Pride and Prejudice was clicked through as well as Nymphomaniac Volume Two. Uh, I guess they'd already seen Nymphomaniac Volume One. Guess who's never seen either? Nor uh, that's me, and I don't know if I ever will see Nymphomaniac One nor Two. Noises Off was clicked through as well as Our Game. The others fucked me. The others. A Ghost Story fucked it. Yes, with a Ghost Story. The Last Dance was clicked through episode one, Brian. Remember when everyone was watching that uh, during COVID? Oh my God, Last Dance. Got to watch The Last Dance. There was really no good. Dancing. Back to the Future Part 2 was clicked through. I got to assume we've already seen Part 1. From was clicked through as well. Sick of Myself. Thank you for that. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Available now, I guess. Lola was clicked through. Look at that, Brian. I thought it was free. Past Lives. Gotta see that past lives. Bottoms. Fuck to the ass with the bottoms. Two people. Not one, but two people. Got Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Million Ways to Die. Why? Because fart humor. What? No, we're, I, you know what? We both made the same There's mistake. There's not a million ways down the west. It's just a million ways to die. Weird. Pulp was clicked through, as well as Black Adam. The Rape of the Vampire. What? The Dead Mother was clicked through as well as the last picture show. Fuck the guys on that. And Oppenheimer. Look at that. It started with a Barbie and with an Oppenheimer. It's like we come. The full gamut. Thank you very much, everybody, for clicking through. And now back to the program. All right, back. Time to finish off our lists. Anderson, you're up. What's number two? 
I'm going to take this opportunity to do something which uh, I probably shouldn't do. And if I was more of a professional broadcaster, I, I would not do this. But I want to bring it back to the first half of the episode, which was the Flick Fashions and, and talking so much about our love of both Sick of Myself as well as Dream Scenario. It reminds me, uh, this filmmaker reminds me of another filmmaker we liked quite a bit uh, from Poland. This filmmaker is Jan Komasa. And he did a couple movies that we caught up with a few years ago, uh, Corpus Christi, if you recall, oh, Brian, yes. and The Hater. Both of those movies were fantastic. I love them. He has not come out with a new one since, and it makes me sad. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Jan Komasa is a, uh, I think he's got one in the works, but uh, similar tone, similar vibe to both uh, Sick of Myself as well as Dream Scenario. So if you've already seen both of those and you like them and you're hearing these words, but you have not seen The Hater or Corpus Christi, check those out. I've been meaning to look up um, Jan uh, uh, Komasa to see what he's got on the horizon because he's he's great. Look at you, full, full, uh, full hood. Thank you. I'm just trying to make this a service, Brian. I'm trying to make this a service. Number, what is it, two for me? Oh, yeah, yeah here we go. Uh, I was speaking earlier about horror not being really my my number one favorite thing, but when it comes to clever, creative, fun things like this, I absolutely love it. Now, Brian, I think you have something similar to this in your house, but it's Simpsons no, related. No, it's uh, Star Before Wars. Star Wars related. Before we go on a tangent, um, let me finish this one off with my number two. It's on Amazon. It's $28.99 plus $5.99 for delivery. How dare you, Amazon? But uh, I think it's an Etsy. I think it's uh, this is created by one house. Uh, but it's in this house, we horror gift frame. And it's a shadow box with all of the uh, big horror uh, characters that you would imagine from Freddy to uh, to to Hannibal Lecter. And Emperor yeah, Palpatine uh, is on there. I believe. Or no, is that, they, yeah, right? And they're always little Lego. Yeah, that's Palpatine. They're always little, Le they're, they're all little Legos. The only one I don't know is the bottom left hand corner, clown around. So it says, in this house, we, and this is Dream Big, and it's got uh, Freddy Krueger uh, representation. And then the next one, next one is Love Friday, and it's got, you guessed it, that, that's Jason, Jason Voorhees. Voorhees. Yes. And then uh, watch scary movies, and you got Palpatine over there. Always show up. I love this one, Beetlejuice. You got the, uh, what's this yeah, say? Stay up late. Yeah, and uh, like to dance for uh, Pennywise. Good. Eat good food. Yeah, so these are all these are all um, fun, and I can imagine uh, it, it looking cute. Maybe even in your your actual house. I don't know, but they have different frame sizes and color not sizes but colors that you can choose from. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know who the, the clown is. is that Keller clowns. I don't know. Maybe. Huh. Well, the way is very fun. I don't remember an American-themed killer clown. Do you? No, but I wasn't paying attention too close to their outfits. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who that is. You know what, though? I, and maybe this will happen in the next year or two, but I feel like there's a big one missing here, and I don't know if Lego is ever going to make Art the Clown, but uh, they should oh, from Terrifier because right. he is on the scene. He's not going anywhere, and he is one of the main horror characters, I think, that will be part of the uh, the, the landscape moving forward. Number two for me. Number two for me. Oh, uh, this, blowback. What's that? You agree? You agree? Disagree? I've not with that seen the film, so I can't tell you. Oh, that's right. Got to get back to a signing. <laughs> oh boy. Number two for me is uh, a lot of fun. It's a, a very simple item. Well, no, I mean it's simple, but it's also elaborate. If that makes sense, it is a VHS lamp. Now, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. So this is 
a VHS tape that has been adorned with different themes. Jurassic Park, Jaws, etc., etc. And the inside of it where the tape is or was glows. It's like a light. So this would be like a really cool nightlight or be really cool to put like inside of a shelf, you know what I mean? Where like you have DVDs or, or toys or some sort of collectibles because it illuminates and it glows and it's remote controlled. So this would look very cool uh, lighting up a, uh, like I said, a cabinet or a drawer or something like that. Of course, one that you could see out of. Um, and it's only twenty seven ninety eight now. It is on Etsy, so it is made by like a person as opposed to a big company. And there are a few of them. But there's only like one or two left of each. So if this tickles your fancy, take your uh, twenty seven ninety eight over to Etsy and hurry because I there's like two of the Jurassic Park and three of the Jaws, but they're there and they're very cool. So check those out. There's only one of the thing. By the time you hear this, there might be none of the thing. I think they. I think they do that to. to get you to buy it too like oh i better buy it now there's only one left they're going out of business no. furniture signs yeah i think they do that on Etsy. <laughs> yeah there's a place by me that's been running a business for 15 years yeah there was one when i used to live in the Canaro valley that was going out of business for the entire time i lived there it was like 25 years <laughs> like, do you have no shame none apparently not it was on the freeway so every like thousands of people saw it every day on their way to and from work all right yeah. uh, every, every number two my number two for me uh, inspired and appropriate with uh, Andy smoking a lung dart. There's uh, there's people out there still still smoking, still uh, still hitting the coffin nails, and uh, this gift that I found makes me want to start smoking. It is it is good. It is a handmade, custom engraved uh, Mad Max Zippo lighter. Uh, it's a little pricey on the pricier side, thirty five ninety three, but. Uh, it is fucking sweet. That is, says, uh, that is it, distressed. It's got a what a lovely day on one side and the uh, the sort of a, a Morton Joe skull steering wheel, flaming steering wheel on the other end. Uh, it's distressed in a great way. It looks almost like a movie prop. Uh, I really enjoy this thing. Uh, this would even be good. Hey, just to light candles. This would I know this would bring joy to me just to, just to, just to crack that bad boy open. But it is a uh, Mad Max lighter. Anderson, are you, are you getting this? I see it. Yeah, I, I, I misread it. It looked like what a lonely day, which no lovely. But of course, it's what a lovely day. Of course, it's pretty good. I'm not. I'm not getting this. I don't smoke. But if you did, often, yes. If I did, uh, I had a friend who used to light Zippos on his head and make himself bleed all the time. He, he had problems. <laughs> that's, that's Is his friend still around? I wouldn't be shocked. Does this friend podcast right. about movies? He does not. Can you imagine Brian doing that? <laughs> lighting a Zippo lighter off? His Yolo. Number one for me is a book. And I kept going back and forth. And the more I, I thought about this one, the more I'm like, you know what? This one is goddamn sweet. Now it's a little pricey uh, if you get the hardcover. It's $91.99 on the old Amazon over there. But they got the paper book for $19.32. And this title of this book is film in five seconds over 150 great movie moments in moments and what it is is remember those lucky law i think it was lucky logger and you'd crack the beer open and on the bot on the on the bottle cap it would have a couple images and you would try oh, to like a pictogram what, yeah pictogram this book is filled with 150 pictograms of different movies and that's cool and unto itself right where you're trying to like figure out just from the there's like a series of possibly i don't know 15 
20 pictures per page. It's like, it'll open up. So it's double paged. Right. Uh, but you hold your phone up. There's an app that you can get with it and you hold your phone up to it and then it will animate once you're ready to get what the answer is or you think you have the right answer. You hold the phone up. There's not even a QR code. I'm not exactly sure how it reads it. It looked like it might have been a little janky. Took a little while, but it'll it'll animate and your phone will show a full animation of what you're looking at on the book and then turn into the answer so you have an idea of – so you you know what, you, what, what the answer is. And there's 150 great movies. Oh, my. Uh, moments these movies and this looks like a really fun interactive uh you could play games with uh, you know friends you can just you know if you get somebody uh, is on the couch and you're like hey well let's let's do this it's it's a fun time and i love the interaction the first image i pulled up i believe schindler's list and it is borderline inappropriate uh where'd you find that uh, you can read sample oh i want to see what this. happens here is there a red left row this is read sample the fuck is this? Oh wait, wait, no, wait. Oh yeah, yeah, I see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you. Oh, I, I think I know what this is. I don't know why you're assuming that's. Um, yes. I don't. I don't think this is this. Is this Schindler's List? Yep. It might not because be. it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a um, a flow chart, right? So there's the Nazi concentration camp on the left, and the Jews offshoot from that but there's a list over there and from the list you either go to the factory or you can go on the train where you end up dead. Oh, yes, you're right the list is the dead giveaway yes and then the red dressed girl the next one i uh, is a uh that's oh, yeah. number one that's the first one <laughs> it really set the tone i didn't see it so it's just number one. the first thing someone will see if you have this as your coffee table <laughs> the next one's a little tougher it is a little tougher this is good. The I like third this a lot. one's very easy. It's very very easy. We got the. Uh, we even have a ghost circled and crossed out. He's not circled, but he's crossed out. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's what go. And we're running out of time here. What is this? Oh, I know what this is. Brian, let's go. I think. Fuck. I I, I got to keep going on this. Number one for me. Sorry, no, we're running out of time here. Number one for me uh, is, of course, uh, wine-related and also film-related. So on Amazon, they have a very cool uh, film projector, film um, camera slash wine rack uh, that is a very cool piece. It's very similar to Old Cool Now uh, in in theme. I think Old Cool Now is probably a little more uh, a little more. a high end, Quality. but this robust. Is, yeah, this is very cool. This is very fun. Even as a place for your uh, spent wine corks, which is fun. Uh, and it's only forty nine bucks. Also, with an eight percent coupon, you can click to apply. So uh, go ahead and do that. There's also, as I was looking at film uh, film related wine holders, there is a two hundred dollar one on Etsy. Now, there's only supposedly one left because again, these are made by individual people. So. If you want to drop the 200, I think it's a little more cool, a little more elaborate. Uh, but uh, the one on Amazon is definitely more affordable and uh, a nice, not too big, not going to take, too, take up too much room. It stacks three bottles vertically uh, and it's uh, done in the in the spirit of an old film camera. So it's got a cool look to it. It does. It looks classy. There you go. I'll get this for you. I like old cool now more. Old cool now is a little better. All right, let's go. My 
My number one, I have a sort of a, a two-way tie at number one. Uh, one is a little more affordable, and the one is you go all out, but the uh, little more affordable option is the Art of Pixar hardcover coffee table book, the 25th anniversary complete color scripts and select art from 25 years of animation. This is really cool. So it includes all the storyboards from your favorites like Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, uh, all that really great thing to have on your coffee table for somebody to peruse all visual, no dialogue. Very cool. And then if uh, money's no object, you go with Star Wars art by Ralph McQuarrie, another hardcover coffee table book coming in at that's, uh, a the double, Pixar one was, that's a double edition yes pixar would come in at 50 dollars. this star wars art is 196 dollars, and uh, this is excellent if you uh spared no expense for the star wars lover in your life it's got a bunch of concept art uh with background info on that oh, all the yeah. details that uh brian as a star wars knower has committed to memory so he could uh, yes, probably right. recite this for look at uh, early without Chewbacca. even looking Look at our early RC C three PO. He looks uh, he looks a lot like Metropolis. Very uh, very interesting. Very good. Uh, very fun stuff. Uh, yes, but uh, so whatever whatever you want to put on your coffee table, uh, this is a a good option for you. Early Chewbacca looks a lot like an Ewok. Yeah, a large Ewok. He does. Yeah. Glad they fixed him. All right. Well, that was fantastic. I have a couple also rands that I would like to uh, hit real real quick Please. here. They are friends or they are me. So old cool now, uh, Tim Judd, our friend from way back when, he actually came to us. Uh, we learned that he was a listener of the program when he contacted us and said, hey, I was listening to the show and I couldn't be happier to hear that my projector lamp was uh, number one on your list. Ryan and I both have one of those projector lamps. He's become a, a friend of the of the show, a friend of mine. And um, old cool now, he has a whole bunch of really, really cool not only film, but uh, sports-related like lamps, and he does all sorts of things with um, old vintage and antique uh, items that he picks up, and he he strings them himself, and it's high-quality, really good stuff. Um, and then also, I would like to give a shout-out to at TBC underscore custom. That's our friend Tyler Brewer over there. He does the Laser Cut Records, and he has all sorts of really cool things on Those his site, which I link to it in the show notes. Uh, at tbc underscore custom and uh, you he also does custom things so if you like want a shining record like uh, he'll go out what he does is he has a whole bunch of vintage records that he picks up at thrift stores secondhand stores and then he laser cuts them and they look great he did one for me for loaded for bear he made one for the after a bunch for the after disaster and the film vault i believe brian has the film vault i do it's awesome uh, avery does i just called you logan avery does as well and uh you, you, there's all sorts of really creative, fun things you can do over there at, at TBC underscore custom. And then finally, loadedforbeardoc.com. I have a new promo going out. I would love if you guys could share this promo. This is a gift for me. If you could share this promo, it's under 60 seconds, so right at 60 seconds. It shows uh, a lot of clips. It has my voice over it, and it's, it's explaining what we're doing, oh, no. what we've been doing. Never go to the director months. has to be on the trailer. Well, I, you don't see me. You just hear my voice saying, hey, uh, here's what we've been doing and here's where we're going. And if you know anyone, uh, and if you can share this. Uh, and, and if you'd like to be a part of it, uh, here's the link. So it's just it's just to get the word out. But uh, you guys were so great during the short. Uh, the money has definitely run out and uh, it's been pretty quiet on the Western Front for the last few weeks. And for Mike and I and everyone else involved to continue to finish this story, uh, we do need 
uh, people outside, you guys as well, but also people from outside. So loadedforbeardoc.com, uh, and there should be, I don't know if the promo will be ready just in time for this episode, but it should be in the show notes. If not, check our socials. I'll be getting that out to as many people as humanly possible. Loadedforbeardoc.com. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for downloading, for being part of the show. Let's check out. Well, we got to gamble. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was excited about Jonathan Oxford's listener art, but that can wait. We will make it quick. So last week we gambled on The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Anderson gets 68, Brian 67 with 187 reviews. Actual Rotten Tomatoes score is 63, making Brian the winner. You're close. Cheater. Both close. Cheater. Cheater. Yeah, that's right. I guess the uh, almost exact same score as you. All right. Nice uh, work from Jonathan. No, we got a gamble. We got a gamble. This week we are gambling on Napoleon. Oh, interesting. I got a number. Uh, so did the listener allude to people not liking this? I think he alluded to himself. Not, I know. I think he did. That people not liking it. I think he did include that. Okay. That changes things. All right. I'm ready. Who am I? On three? On three. One, two, 69. 78. 78. And Brian, 69. 69. This will not help the case for cheating. With 111 reviews, current Rotten Tomato score is 68. Feeling good. Feeling real good. Uh huh. All right. Well, hey, everyone, have a great holiday weekend, Thanksgiving, whether you're getting together with family or friends or hanging out by yourself, just enjoying some extra time off, uh, using this time to shop for the dreaded holiday season that's coming and you don't know what to get your friends or family or yourself. Uh, use our cheat sheet to help you. Thank you very much for listening along. Uh, week in, week out, we we really do. I mean, I can't speak for Brian or Avery, but I, I really do put uh, as much time as I have into the research to make sure that we we have at least while the show might not be great at least you get some good information right? indeed I'm laughing at that Jonathan Oxford's listener oh you're just looking at uh, All right. I'm enjoying the fact that he included a fun number for you yes 1888 real real estate real estate alright let's go uh, good stuff Jonathan as always um, I assume that's a fun takeoff. I love you, man. Yes. In which case, uh, well done. Well done as always. Check out Jonathan's listener art, AndersonBryan.com. Thank you to Leif Nordling and Chad Ice for assigning a couple of solid, solid movies. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks to The Wind for being our feature artist this week. Check it out, Anderson. The Wind? It was, that's my thing, The Wind. Yes, W I N D. The wind has been affecting my life and all of our lives for the last three days. So Is fun. it the wind? No, I don't know. Probably we'll go with the wind. wind. Probably the wind. All right. AndersonandRyan.com is the place you go for all your football needs. If you'd like to connect with us, we'd like that. Check us out over on Instagram at Anderson and Brian. Over on Facebook and Twitter at The Film Vault. TikTok, Anderson and Brian. YouTube, The Film Vault Podcast. Lots of good stuff over on our Patreon. We just did a spoiler alert or spoiler additions uh, last week on three films. So check that out. Uh, I, uh, 
Dream Scenario was definitely one of them. It's it's a killer one. and the Marvels. Well done. Well done, Amy. Thank you. Thank you to my rescue, as always. Patreon.com slash The Film Vault. Uh, definitely keep that Amazon banner in mind when doing your shopping. And uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for being part of the show. Till next time. We do it for Van Gogh. For ancients, pulled my soul from the river to you. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.